it's time for part two of episode 17 with my good friend, Steve Tripp, King of the Calf, Lord of the Lower Leg. Been calling him that for years, not gonna stop. Please enjoy the rest of the episode as he tells us about his childhood adventures and overseas places. Vietnam, here's Steve Tripp. I got a guy on my podcast who was kidnapped. Yeah. Is that a story you'll share? Yeah, I'll share that. I mean, it's not a... I'm uh, five or six years old, I forget. And I'm living in uh, Vietnam, in De Lot, Vietnam, which is a, a city up... It's a little town, really, up in the, high, in the highlands of uh, Vietnam. So we're there in 1973, 1974. We're missionaries. It's my mom and dad and my brother and I. I'm, like I said, I'm five, six. My brother then is three or four. The war is still going on. You know, it's kind of like a normal day. And then in the evenings, it amps up. Like you're hearing gunfire and mortar, mortars and all this fun stuff that's just kind of normal. It's not maybe every night or anything like that, but it's, it would happen. Which, and I just want to say, and I'm going to save this story for another podcast, for the other one I want to have you on. Your dad is the true Tiger King. Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. That's a teaser uh, for another, for another yeah. episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so when you're that age and you're growing up in that environment, your idea of normal is you just assume, like I assumed every other six-year-old, is this is what they're life is like, you know? Yeah. Um, and so as a result of us going there, my parents, it's a difficult language, and as missionaries, um, they're needing to learn the language, and so they're spending every day pretty much like going to school, going to language school. So we would stay home in our house, my brother and I, and uh, they would get, there was this married couple, uh, Bo and his wife, I don't remember his wife's name, but they would kind of take care of us and the place to make sure everything was okay. These Americans? No, they were tribal people. So they would come up from the mountains or down from the mountains and they really didn't have a lot. So this was good for them. Mm -hmm. um, and they would live in a, a part of the house or whatever. So she would basically make sure we were take care of us, feed us, and he would take care of the property. It makes it sound like we're these wealthy Americans, which obviously we weren't. We were missionaries. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like any typical little kid, I would sit and follow Bo around and just kind of want to be around him, and then my brother and I would play and stuff. To set this story up, like he was this kind of guy I looked up as like this stud, because mm -hmm. when we first got there, my parents, very Midwestern, like, oh, we're going to we're gonna put some grass out and have a yard and do some landscaping type stuff. Yeah. So we put grass in, and, and by the time it comes up, you know, we have pit vipers in our yard. You didn't want to grow grass there because, hey, the snakes will love that, you know, so. That's my nightmare. Yeah, mine, mine too. You know how I feel about snakes. I'm, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> like I'll go. And to use a phrase I learned from you, I'll stay, I'll stay where it's comfortable as long as he makes me. Like I'm willing to go. But yeah. the, each year I get older, yeah. the more and more I just go, man, I, snakes and stuff. I, I can't deal with bats. I can't deal with snakes. 
I'm like terrified of that stuff. Yeah. I'm more comfortable with, yeah, yeah. Some, some places where you can get in trouble for your faith seems less threatening to me than yeah. do they have a bunch of snakes there? <laughs> By the way, I heard a guy who I know you like, Norm McDonald, say the other day, he was making jokes and he's quarantined in his house. So he just sets up a camera and he goes, man, you know, I'm getting yeah. older and I'm, I'm immunosuppressive or whatever. So I got to start eating healthier. And so I've decided to stop eating bad. <laughs> and he goes, well, man, during, norm. during a time like this, I sure, you know what I'm thankful for? Impossible bad. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, sorry. Keep going. One of a kind. So, anyways, so these pit vipers are in the yard, and he's out with like a hedge clippers killing these snakes. <laughs> so, like, I'm I'm terrified of snakes, and this guy is out there just, you know, bare feet killing these things that if they bite him, it's over, you know. So he's this guy that I'm like, wow, he's the man. He had I I don't remember it was relation to him that would come down to the city to visit him and it it wasn't a city it was a town really um and as he would come to town or he came into town i'm hanging out with bo and his uh, cousin or whatever it would have been and so we're spending some time together and bo's i just basically follow him around and you know he's if he was doing this i'm standing there talking with the guys and this cousin of his says hey uh do you want to go to do this well you know, he's with Bo, he's okay. So I'm like, sure. So we start walking down. Um, and in that culture, it, in that time is different than now. Like, you know, when I was growing up, you get on your bike, take off, you know, and be wherever yeah. and, and try to be home in time for dinner kind of a thing. Your parents really didn't know where you were, it yeah. was, you know. No, you're not, you're, there you're talking about Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, even in, even in Vietnam, you know, they were to make sure we were okay, but the idea of going down somewhere with a, this other guy wasn't as foreign as it is sure. now, and maybe not as foreign as it should have been then. Um, but anyway, so he takes me. I go with him voluntarily. I mean, I'm just like, oh, these guys are awesome. I'm just going to go with him, and something cool is going to happen. So he takes me down uh, to this place, and, and we go in this building, and it's kind of like an apartment-ish type building, but not like what you're thinking. So pretty run down. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, we basically open a door, go inside, and it's this, you know, like small little space. He opens up a closet door, sticks me in the closet, shuts the door, and I'm locked in there for most of the day. Oh. And so I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty young kid and I'm I'm pretty scared. It's it's dark, right away, you know. You think? Yeah. Yeah, it was like I knew this wasn't we weren't playing a game or whatever. I had no idea why. I mean, it's not like I didn't know about those things back then. Probably it wasn't wasn't like, "Oh, hey, be careful. You're going to, you know." It was just um I didn't know what was going on, but I knew it wasn't good. Yeah. And really I just wanted to be back home. I was like, right. "Yeah, this didn't go how I wanted. Let's just get back home. And uh, so I'm just, you know, I'm in there. I'm sure I'm crying and and worried. And and um, because of the way culture was there, you know, it's not like in that apartment it was furnished with, you know, there wasn't a refrigerator. Or t- you know, it was just this room kind of a thing. Right. And um, so 
I'm, I'm guessing, I don't really know, but he must have had a plan to, uh, he figured, hey, these people have money. I don't have any, I'll, you know, be able to get something for, for this kid. And um, so the way that it, the story ends and why it was maybe the shortest kidnapping in history, but that afternoon or evening, we go down to the market to get, um, that's kind of how you eat over there. You just, you eat, um, like I say, you don't have like a bunch of stuff in that apartment or any place. Um, and so we go down to this uh, marketplace to get some food and I'm walking with him and you know, I don't know why I didn't think, because I just didn't know the, I didn't, I didn't, you know, now I think our kids would know, hey, you run and tell somebody or you get out of there. And so I'm just, right. I'm just going with this guy wherever he says, cause I'm, <laughs> you know, scared of him. And, uh, and so we are going to get food and all of a sudden, uh, I look up and across this group of people, I see Bo and he sees Bo, his cousin. And Bo comes tearing after us. The guy picks me up and tries to run with me, which didn't go well, obviously. So he basically drops me. I watch Bo come flying by. <laughs> and uh, Bo catches his cousin and just gives him a world-class whooping, like just <laughs> puts hands on him every which way, you know, yeah. and just leaves him in a pile. And the funny thing I remember is him coming back to me, he picks me up, throws me up on his shoulders, and just, we went home. That's like, it's like this really crazy story that the weird things I remember, you know, I remember being in the closet, I remember, you know, the beat down, I remember, I remember him, you know, taking me home, and I'm thinking, you know, later in life, I'm going, Bo and his wife had to be just absolutely terrified, you know, this was their break to have any sort of resource from a poverty, yeah. you know, tribal life. Um, they're, res- they're responsible for these two kids, and it's somebody related to them that put, you know, me in danger or whatever. But it made me think, like, when you're a kid, you know, and you do something to your brother, and you know you're going to get in trouble, you're like, hey, uh, it's just, you know, we're good, right? Let's not talk to mom and dad about this. I'm thinking that it had to be tempting for Bo to be like, hey, you know, let's just not... Uh, Approach this subject or whatever, <laughs> you know. Dude, but I, see, I've worked a lot with you, and I sometimes early on in my relationship with you, things would like go wrong, or we'd have a problem, and I would look at you and be like, "Oh, we're not, we're not freaking out about this. You're not, yeah. uh, you don't seem concerned." <laughs> and when I hear stories like this, it all seems to make sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, and I and I know that I. Uh, I get a hard time because I'll have people, and there are probably people still that know me. They're like, "I've never heard this story," and it's a little bit offensive because we're close enough that this probably should have come up. But yeah. I do joke, and I'm like, <laughs> "How many segues to that one time I got kidnapped are there yeah. really?" You know, um, yeah. and I do think a little bit of it is, and this you know me well enough that this makes sense at least to how I think. But I'm like, yeah, but that. It's kind of insulting to people who really gone through kidnapping stories. I just kind of went up for a walk and spent a day in a closet, you know, like I didn't have this, you know, whatever. When I see the other ones, I'm like, oh, that's really traumatic, you know, <laughs> in comparison. So, that's so awesome. <laughs> but yeah, Thank no, that's that's my most undersold, understated story, according to my friends, I guess. Oh my gosh, dude. It's the best. I love it. I just like that I know so like and you live to tell it, 
but yeah. you just got to get it out of you. Well, and we do have, you know, that season in life. Like I said, it was normal to us, you know, plane gets shot down in your, in your city. Yeah. You know, you just think, oh, this is probably happening everywhere, you know, and it was not, but <laughs> as I found out, <laughs> and then I went and grew up in the most normal, small American town, right. you know, after that. So it's weird, but. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, dude. Thanks for the resources. Sure, Links to everything Steve talked about. It will be in the description. And uh, Steve, thanks for being here, man. Take it easy. All right. Love you, bud. Yep. Yeah.